powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And with that, I'm happy to bring on Zach, of course, my lovely co-host, but our special guest tonight, star on Gronish and Margot, coming at you from L.A., it's Jordan Buhat. Oh, so happy to have Hello. you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, oh it's going to be awesome. Thanks for having me. This is, this is, this is dreams. Like if you had told me a few years ago that I would be anywhere near sniffing any kind of a commentating hockey analyst kind of situation, like legitimate source, I would be over the moon. And I am, i still am over the moon. Oh, that's awesome to have you to have um, someone like yourself who loves the Oilers and, you know, it just doing what you're doing um, in LA and whatnot. It, it's super cool. And we're so happy to have you join us here. And obviously we all watched what happened tonight. And of course the Oilers were not going to let it be a completely positive night. Uh, now I'm not nearly as upset or pissed off as I normally would be. So I just want to apologize to the chat in advance, but uh, overall, yeah, that was what's uh, like, just, Let's let's just jump right into the gamer. Is that what you you want to do? I, I'm sorry. Let's let's let our guest introduce himself, yes. man. I know yeah. you're, dude. This is Zach off rip. He's just always full of the anger every time the Oilers lose. But energy, we, we energy. gotta make it a little special tonight, you know. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Jordan, no, look, I like it. Jordan, notably, you're probably the the biggest Oilers fan in LA. Like. You've just loved this team from the get-go, Edmonton boy. Uh, how about a little intro? You know, like, when did you start watching the team? Sure, yeah. You know, I remember watching the team since, like, as early as I can remember watching anything. Born in Edmonton, you know, 90, I'm a 90s kid, right? Born going right into the decade of darkness. So I've got a lot, a lot of hope, a lot to look up to. You know what I mean? So it's it's been a while of uh, and a lot of ups and downs. And right now we're in a big up. So if we just remove tonight's game, we remove what happened just now. OK, you mentioned the decade Excellent. of darkness, right? Like I have to. It's like, let hey, compared to that tonight, at least we got we got into OT. At least compared to that, we have arguably the two best players in the entire world and mm-hmm. just uh, but it's I, i'm sorry it's weighing over my head what just happened so it's no, i know uh, and the problem is you we have the decade of darkness which was just it, it's a different type of torture because it was no hope right like you're losing eight to your your first lines Horkoff, hemsky and penner like it's like what, what did you you expect them to be bad but this is a completely different type of torture there's like don't, you said. don't hate on my boy Horkoff like that bro no, okay, okay i would never i would never uh, that man has two different colored eyeballs but watching the two best players in the world and you see them 
you know, kind of get dominated in the way that they get dominated. It's, not, it's a whole different other type of hurt. And it's just a and we we got to shift away. Hold on. I'm going to mm-hmm. interrupt you on that, Zach, because mm-hmm. McDavid was not dominated. I would say maybe Drysaddle got taken advantage of, but it was the, it was the rest of the team when McKinnon and Rantanen and JT Comfort tonight Agreed. and McCarr were on the ice. Even who no, didn't matter who was on the S tonight. McDavid was still around circles, and Hyman was doing what he was doing tonight. So it it's it's when they're off the ice, which is the, the situation Agreed. since Connor's been around. Yes, and I think that's the saddest part because it seemed you would think that the easiest part to get would be those depth pieces. Not everyone, like no one else, has those you know hundred and sixty point players that Connor McDavid yeah. is at least this season. So that's. That's to me why I can get so upset with this team when you see a performance like this night. And um, but yeah, we'll 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 keep going with that. But um, yeah, for me, that's that's just where I wanted to jump in and say that. Well, so, like, yeah. I did want to comment something on that where the depth pieces. I have something that I was looking at during mm-hmm. the game where the Oilers have eleven players on tonight's roster, twelve including Stuart Skinner, who have been drafted by the team. Now I was looking at three cross-reference teams. I was looking at uh, Colorado, who have about six. Tampa, who has a little bit more, but they don't have 12. And just to go to someone who's not a competitor like those other two, Anaheim, they also have under eight or 10. I couldn't remember, but it wasn't that many. Um, So having 12 pieces in the organization, there's a couple different situations there. Okay, everything's homegrown. Cool. That, that's really great and relatively cheap in the bottom six, but it's offset by the massive contracts of the big boys. Um, and that's what you like to see. Tampa, right? Colorado, they had all those pieces that were drafted that were all homegrown talent. It's just when you look down our stat sheet and all of our homegrown talent past Nuge, Dreisaitl, and, ha- and uh, McDavid all have less than double digit stats. <laughs> Yep, that's that's the problem. You expected a lot of those younger players, and it, and this is a, a problem that I think is starting to get highlighted recently. That those younger players that they expected to take a step this year, the Bouchards, the McLeods, the Holloways, the Brobergs, and Pepuliarvi, Yamamoto, even uh, those two in particular, I guess that they're you know struggling so hard to actually convert like cold hard goals and assists. It's making a huge difference this year, and I think that's a all your completely right in saying that's big reason why they are in the position that they're in right now. I mean, guys, you, you avoided saying the big name on that, right? When it comes to drafted and developed, kind of underproducing. Yessi Pogliarvi, you know, mm-hmm. like JP, oh man, I feel for the guy. Like he's he's been someone that the Oilers have tried and tried to develop. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. I'm, I'm on the Yessi Pogliarvi train of saying, hey, get this guy a new shot somewhere else. It's going to pain. It's going to be a pain when I see him lighting it up in some random team. But you know what? You got to cut the guy some slack. It's just it's just not working out here. And I guess yeah. the the reason that people are are focusing on Pugliar, many different reasons, right? Because he carries the higher contract than, say, uh, McLeod, right? Or a Holloway, Holloway right? Yeah. Who are in that similar position. They're, they're grouped into that young... Uh, young group who we hope would be able to take another step, but they just haven't, but he's highlighted so much more because he makes so much more. Yeah, of course. He's a little bit older, been around for a little bit longer. And yeah, he's just been up and down. He's never really like taken the runway and just gone. You know, it's always been something with Jesse. Uh, Obviously like a toilet seat. 
yeah, I think we're down like a toilet seat. We're a little past point this year. Like I'm very confident saying just, you know, based on the amount of like radio and whatever, whatnot, Oilers information that I take in that if there is salary moved out this year, it will be Jesse Pooley-Arvey when they do inevitably make a trade. Because if there is one thing that I think everyone should take away from this game is that the Edmund, like you see them on, this is them going bar and bar with, with Colorado. And the Colorado is below you in the standings. And that you were they're hella hurt. five on five. Exactly. You're only missing Kane. And uh, yeah, I think that the, the most apparent thing. They're missing Landeskog. So let's say you're comparable, right? Like you're, they're yeah. missing Landeskog. We're missing Kane. But they're missing Josh Manson on D. Bowen Byram on D. They're missing, you know, their backup in Franco. Like Natushkin, a big name that's also out for them. Like... This is a yeah. team which is struggling right now with the injury bug, and we, we couldn't capitalize. No, they were on a long losing streak, and we were, of course, the slump buster. Um, the one that right? breaks it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you expect? But um, just just looking at that, like, Jordan, this is one thing. And I know I, I know we do need to get into the actual game, but one thing I wanted to ask you, because as Oilers fans, we all are armchair general managers, right? We all like to think we know what's best for the team. I wanted to ask you. Who do you think, or do you have someone that you think the Oilers should target to fix the issues that we saw on display tonight? Ooh, fix the issues. Someone to bring in, huh? Let's, so if let's, we're looking at... If we think about it, right? Like, yeah. let's go down, go down the line. All right, forward D net. Zone in on one of those. Jordan, what, what's, what's the one that's got to come first? I personally think that we should be zoning in on a forward. Now, it doesn't have to be a top six guy, but it needs to be someone who we can stuff onto a third, uh, second, third line who who will be contributing when those guys aren't on the ice. When Woodcroft says, I'm going to put McDavid and Dreisaitl on at the same time, and Nuge is just doing his best to drag Yanmark along. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if, 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 Kane, if Kane is here, if Kane mm-hmm. is here, it's a different story. It, mm-hmm. it honestly is. And that's what we've been saying the entire season, right? And how long can we lean on that, right? So we all have this belief that once he comes in, it's going to be a game changer. And we have to go into it believing, or not, sorry, we have to go into it not knowing, not believing that he's going to be an immediate fix and make him make him take that spot back and have to push someone down because i honestly watching rd tonight it it sure were we hemmed in our end for 70 percent of that game yeah but the if we're getting goaltending and they're leaking chances and they're and we're stopping 910, you know, stopping a, a save percentage of 910. I don't mind the chances that are going on. I just, I need when McDavid's not on the ice for something to be happening. Well, don't get hemmed in, right? I think the best defense in that sense is, you know, keeping the puck in the offensive zone, right? Like when he's off yeah. the ice, you have that pressure consistently. You're allowing McDavid to rest and you're not leak. McDavid goes out and scores and then you have Devin Shore. He wasn't even playing it, but Devin Shore on the ice and leaks a goal against, right? Just a constant negative when, yeah. when McDavid's on the ice. So to me, and I understand and I agree, like someone like a Max Domi or a Jonathan Taves, like someone who's 
maybe a little more mature. Oh, John Taves gets a lot more mature than Ryan McLeod. And you, you have someone who can go out center another line and consistently play well with a Ryan Jonkins with a Vander Kane. Cause we saw when the Oilers like it or not, when the Oilers came on tonight was when they put that dry saddle, McDavid Hyman super line together. Right. So yeah. that takes all the depth and just shoves it into one place. And then you're kind of left really bleak in others. So to me, I I agree with you that they do need a target for it. But to me, uh, it goes back to e- even Louis said it on the broadcast of this game. He made a he made a comment um, that the Oilers were having a really tough time exiting the zone uh, because of Colorado's yes. forward, the speed of their forwards, right? And to me, that is a defenseman issue, right? Like you just the ability to get the puck out, and you had you obviously you have Darnell Nurse, and you pay him to be a number one defenseman, but. There was a tweet that I saw today or during the game today. Um, and I and I wanted to read it out on the broadcast, but essentially this this came the guy tweeted this out a little bit during the game, so it might have changed slight uh slightly when the others picked it up. But he said, Nurse and Cece each have an expect uh each have an expected goals for percentage under 1.5% right now. Effectively, that means if they lost a 60-minute game with a hundred goals scored, they would lose 99 to 1. Like this was not a good night five on five at all for those defensemen. And I just, I just, to it, to me, you just, this is the picture perfect best example in history of needing a new defenseman, needing someone to take the burden off Darnell Nurse. Cause I, I, I know he's paid like Kale McCarr. He's not Kale McCarr. And we need to do our best to support him because he's here and because he is ours. We need to put him in the best position to succeed. Uh, regardless of how much he makes. And I think to do that, you need in a really good, a really good defenseman. And in my mind, I'm prepared to move out significant assets to do so, like Philip Broberg, for example. So when I saw him get hit yeah. in the face. Oh, yeah. That's, I, that's, that's, face I, yeah. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. At this point, I'm 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 willing to part with a Broberg. I'm willing to honestly, I'm willing to part with a Boosh even. If really? it brings in, You're I'm, in willing to part, I'm willing to part. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I know I said the mm-hmm. forwards and we need to bring a nope. forward in, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm in, I'm in win, win now mode. Yes. And it's look, if Boosh brings, if a Boosh trade brings us a Stanley cup, I do not care. I yeah. totally agree. Agreed. I totally agree. But the problem is for me, at least I can't see a scenario in which you're moving out Evan Bouchard in which you get better on the right side, if that makes sense. Just for just like sure. looking at what's going on or what's around in the market. Because if everyone knows or everyone's heard, I think the best guy available is Jacob Chicken, and I've yelled about him at nauseum, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. um, he's a lefty. And I yeah. I don't know. I just to me, I feel like he and I've seen like the stats point to him being the perfect partner for Evan Bouchard. And I think Evan sure. Bouchard, he was also top 10 in even strength, or you think he was top, he was the sixth highest scoring defenseman even strength last season he's taken a step back this season but yeah. to me he's shown a lot more at the nhl level that and i understand if you can't it brings you a cup and you could find that asset that comes in and replaces him and puts you over the top absolutely do it but i just i just can't i just can't see that happening i i hope i'm wrong though honestly i hope there's just something that's coming down the pipe that makes a change because the way this team's playing right now um Right, we're in tough to make the playoffs, honestly. At least we got a point tonight, and I hate saying that, and I hate being the pessimistic guy. The but... loser point guy? Yeah. But here, here's the thing, too, right? Like, when you're looking at the defense, 
part of it is the pairing as well, right? Because yes. when you get to a certain level, you have habits that just form. So you look at Darnell Nurse, you look at Cody Cece, we've harped on these guys as a pairing before, right? The fact that these these guys both seem to have these weird moments where they can't get the right feel for opponents that are coming across the blue line, right? There's there's usually a couple of ways to stop a guy. You're either falling back because you're really defensive or you're trying to cut him off. You're trying to deny zone entry, right? Like with McKinnon's goal, you saw him blow, blow past both the guys. The The issue there is one guy has to take control of, of the onrushing player while the other one has the backup, right? That's that's a great way to break, break up a play. But both guys are just caught backing up, sticks in the way, but you're you're not stopping Nathan McKinnon with your stick on his back. Like, you kidding me? I just think no. Donald Nurse didn't play that right. I well, it's which one? Who did it have to be Darnell or did it have to be Cece? You know well, what I, I mean? Like that yeah, I think. Yeah, the way that it almost looked like they were looking at each other, like who's gonna get him, who's gonna gap up. Like they, they he just split, he just split the middle right between them. It was a we've seen McDavid do it a million times. I was just gonna say, like that that goal right there, it's it's as ugly as it was, was just a superstar goal. That's a highlight real goal. That is just that's a McKin that's a uh, McKinnon, McDavid, Austin Matthews takes takes it over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a what are you, you know, what what are you gonna do? They went super but, saiyan, right? Totally. Totally. The the but, the goal that actually killed me was was the last one. And I know it's Makar and I know he's speeding down, but but it was it was just Skinner showed all night that he had that. He had mm-hmm. that shot. And it would that one from as as good as he played all night long, that one he's gotta have. I, so, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I feel so bad sitting here and watching a guy go out and make, what is it, like 40 saves and, and, and not and not just like regular saves. Like he was stopping grade A chances. The save on McKinnon oh. in the first period, the glove save was phenomenal. Two on one, Martin Kaut, it takes a shot. Skinner comes out, slides to the side and stops that other abs player on the rebound. There was just, Skinner was standing on his head, doing everything he could for that to steal that victory from the yeah. jaws of defeat. He stole then, the whole first period, right? Yeah. There was we could have easily gone out of that first period going two nothing, like three nothing. Yeah. yeah, Stuart Skinner, man, he's a legitimate number one goaltender, born and raised in this city, and we drafted and developed him. Like, yeah, I like that is said. insane, right? Like oh, how many awesome. times in Oilers history have we th- have we just been bargain bin shopping? You bring in your like Nikolai Habibulins and you bring in your like Ilya Brizgalovs, and they just come in, they flounder, they can't do anything. We've drafted and developed a guy. Devin Dubnik doesn't count. He he found success later. We found a guy, developed him, stayed patient, and now he's your number one goaltender. Yeah, That's an amazing thing. I- on that note, it's actually I was looking around at who could be possible Calder candidates. Now we're shifting a hot second. And I would I would be be very bullheaded in saying that he is at very least an a top five discussion. Oh, oh to top five. I think he's number two behind Veneers. He's if if imagine, imagine our goaltending tandem was Jack Campbell, Calvin Picard. 
uh, just imagine that we we might be have, like on the precipice of that Bedard McDavid line, right? Like Stuart Skinner has been an MVP, and he's obviously like he's not playing at like this. He's not consistently playing at the nine thirty. We've seen the like nine oh fours of the game against the Kraken, like they point out on the broadcast, but. He's provided the goaltend- the Oilers steady goaltending more often than not. And uh, to think where they'd be without him, obviously, is very scary thought. So. Yeah, that it certainly would weigh in, right, in, in regards to, if you think about like that, an MVP, right? Oh, like yeah, he, yeah. Without, without Stuart Skinner, this this team is, is washed right now. And uh, actually, Logan Thompson in Vegas, he's also mm-hmm. still considered um, a rookie. So I think because he's got 18 wins, same save percentage, maybe minus tonight. Um, he might, oh, yeah. uh, Skinner might be a little bit above 18 wins versus 12 wins. They might lean towards that. But I I put Logan Thompson and Stuart Skinner above Matty Beneers, who has 30 points in 36 games, which is fantastic. But that's mm-hmm. not MVP. You know, like what's more impressive? The fact that you're a starting goalie as a rookie. And I think those two would probably, probably take. Oh, totally, uh, totally. I totally agree. And 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 the thing is, with Seattle they have so much depth up and down. Matty Beniers was on a long cold streak and whatnot. Stuart Skinner, like if it's not like you said, if it's not for Stuart Skinner, the Oilers are nowhere. They're not even close to even in the position that they're in. So it's it's really 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 good that he's playing this well, and we're frankly really lucky that he's playing this well. But yeah, producer Drew was in the chat and he said, how that L taste boys. And the L did not taste very good. I have to be honest. Producer I, Drew. Yeah, I was I was close to commenting on his tweet about uh, where he tweeted out McDavid after McDavid got the late penalty. Eric Johnson took that late penalty on McDavid. And I was going to cry more, Drew. But thank God I didn't because I would have been dunked on. But Absolutely hosed. Oh my God. But so, yeah, I'm here. If we want to just address the, uh, what to me, what the turning point of the game was. And I thought Jay Woodcroft handled this very well. Uh, so the Oilers go up to, they go up to nothing, the Hyman goal. He finally, he finally gets a coach's challenge to go his way. It doesn't get disallowed. I think he's had five disallowed goals so far this year, <laughs> which is insane. He gets his 20th of the year. And no way that was goalie interference, anyways. But the, I, I digress. Anyways, the Oilers go back on the power play, right? And Jay Woodcroft, uh, or they they go, they look dangerous, whatever. Uh, they don't convert. Jay Woodcroft, or then Eric Johnson goes, takes out Connor McDavid. Whether the Avs fans think he dived or he didn't, he didn't. Is Connor McDavid? He doesn't dive. Um, the the uh, the Oilers go to a five on three for like twelve seconds, and then Jay Woodcroft just with a killer instinct that we think's been lacking from this team for a while. He calls the timeout, right? Calls a timeout, lets the big boys rest, and then that's when the Oilers had the opportunity to put the abs away, and they didn't do it. Right to me, that's that's the turning point for this game. You you just that's to me where you just need a little bit more uh, from from those guys, and to get that 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 extra insurance goal that like we saw the Holloway get in the game prior. Right, Um, but there's a little bit of debate online right now on Oilers Twitter. Are you guys pro timeout? You think that was a good use of the I, resources? Because the alternative a, is. Well, sorry, go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, how are you going to know? I, I thought that that would have been the prime time to use a, a a timeout, right? Give some rest for a five on three opportunity for one of the best power plays in the entire league the best players in it. like that that's if, if you're going to use a power play it's either then or for some reason in overtime and they're you know the guys have been playing the straight i think that was the best time to have used it i think that was very smart it just 
Nuge didn't want to be the guy in that moment. Mm-hmm. And yet Nuge can Nuge can be that guy. You mm-hmm. know, so it's it's just like unleash that wrister, top shelf over the shoulder, and because it was going to he was looking for Hyman's stick and dry saddle stick so hard. Yep. Yeah. They were just trying then. to get him the hattie, and it's just no guys. Well, you yeah. just got a pile on him. See, they pointed that out on the broadcast that they were trying to get Zach Hyman the hat trick. And do you guys think they actually were at that point in the game trying to get him the hat trick? No. Yes, yeah, no, that's no. what I thought too. I was like, I'm just the guy in front of the net and in the slot, and, and he's just the guy shooting it, right? I think those guys have actually... watched hockey enough and played enough hockey to know that that's not what was going on. It was a two-two game, and mm-hmm. they would know that that's not what was going on. They were just yeah. saying that it would be pretty fun. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's entirely a thing where I think the Oilers just as a group are so pass heavy, right? The mental default is pass first. How many times have we seen, especially like Yamamoto, right? It's just, there's a chance there. You try and force a pass on a two two on one and the dude's just already down on the ice. You just can't get past anything. Our, over the past few years, best goal scorer on our team is a pass first guy <laughs> literally he's the best passer in the league so like i that that is something that kane brings he's he he's like he you know what he's throwing that puck he's got that close quarters x factor you know what i mean like he's he, just he's a hardcore real finisher right it's something yes. that they lack and and that's something that uh it, it's 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 low even lower down in the lineup we were talking about the guys like holloway and mcleod and whatever that you know we expected maybe a little bit more uh offense from the thing is and in, in watching them more so recently i've kind of put this together all every single one of them is more of a creator they're more of a distributor holloway even yamamoto distributor more so right they're not none of these guys are finishers so well, he was a playmaker in junior Exactly. Like, he had like 120 points for Spokane. Like he, he was a playmaker through and through. All of these guys are playmakers. That's one thing lower down in their lineup that they so clearly lack. And it's one thing that we haven't really pointed out that much. And I'm glad that you brought it up tonight because I don't know if I would have thought about it, but like you, that's something else that I think is it might be just as important as adding one of those defensemen is adding someone that can finish those chances that they're creating. Because even like we see Reiner's and Hopkins, it's a fantastic year. It was 19 goals now. But he's still like he's still distributing the puck, like you said, way more. And we need the people to finish him. We need just someone to take those shots. So that's 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 where I'm at with that. Um, but yeah, no. Let, let's let's switch gears. We we got our rants out of the way because this this isn't a game over Edmonton unless we have a mm-hmm. little bit of a rant. Uh, everyone remembers, you know, Colorado Edmonton last spring the playoffs, disappointing to say the least. This just brought up bad memories, so let's dump that. I wanted right. to switch gears in the playoffs to LA series. Now mm-hmm. you're you're living in LA, right? During this playoff run, you're a diehard Oilers fan. You are constantly wearing a jersey. I've I've seen those posts, man. Like, did you get a lot of hate? Did you get a lot of vitriol? Like, LA, Los Angeles. Nobody cares. <laughs> Sorry, let cares. me. A lot, a lot less people care about hockey. So I went into. I'll, I'll add a story to that comment. I was looking for some hockey cards, as I do, an Edmonton boy looking for going for around some sports cards, and I and I walk in and um, 
I ask around at all these places and I say, Hey, do you have any, do you have any, any loose, uh, loose singles anywhere, any loose single sports cars for anyone who's watching? And if you are, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and they said, he laughed. He said, hockey doesn't sell. Hockey doesn't sell. <laughs> I was like, well, that's kind of hurt my feelings, but all right. Um, so in LA, no one cared. No one cared. It was, it's the guy gave me an explanation. It's like, look, if you're not, winning you don't really matter because there's so much going on in la where the lakers come first right the chargers come first and the dodgers the the, 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 otani and 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 college football comes ucla ucla basketball comes first ucla football comes like hockey is last 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 now so no no one cared I, I wore not this jersey, but the actual McFarlane jersey oh. to a oh, variety yeah. event. And people are like, oh, what was that? You know, people, <laughs> people had no people had no clue. You know, yeah, yeah. People had no. I was one of two people who wore a jersey there. And it's somewhat the other person who was wearing a basketball jersey. I'm sure more people could tell you who, oh. what that was versus mine. One hundred percent. So. Nah, oh, people, people, I was the lone Low, well, but there was a lot of Oilers fans in LA. Oh, yeah. down for the series. Yeah. I, no, no, no. They oh. live there. Oh, really? I oh. got a box, actually. And it, it's super cheap, by the way. You can get a box for 90 bucks. What? Box seats. For, <laughs> like, really? Let's like all an laugh at that. box of cards. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. no sorry, sorry. Box I mean, oh, oh, box seats. Box oh, seats. gotcha. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. For, um, wait yeah. for 90 90 and i happened by chance to be sharing it with oilers fans i don't know how it happened oh so lucky. but i and we were all oilers fans all what nine of us in there my wife and, and and i and so there's there's people there who care about hockey but not you, really to the extent of us. you can't even get a burger at rogers place for 90 bucks so to be honest with you that's pretty that's pretty insane to me oh my gosh I, I can't even imagine i really wanted to go down uh for the playoffs and go with all the oilers fans like i know the oilers nation crew went down and had a blast at the game in la and oh, I, yeah. I heard a ton of fun things and i'm not sure you listened to the evander kane interview that they just had uh, on real life um right yep no, you're, yeah, but uh, I was just going to say that it sounds like L.A. fans, the ones that do care, the limited number of ones that they're there, they were given a lot of vitriol and hate to Evander Kane. So I got to imagine the atmosphere in the building, at least, was was pretty fun. So Oh, yeah, it was it was a really great time. You, oh, you yeah. guys, you, you were obviously repping, you know, like White Ave, you know, the pint in that box, right? You guys you guys had a couple. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and look, I didn't drink. I don't drink, but I these guys were flowing. You know what I mean? And I, I can just you get that energy when it's just when it's on and it's game time. So it that box was bumping. I, I gotta I got, represent, man. I got a question for you because you're one of the few people I've seen who even just has one of those old McFarland jerseys still sitting around. It's before my time. I I can't even. I, I can't. I can't even find one. Everyone I do find, everyone wants a million dollars for them. So I, I, I don't have them. But when they released these reverse retros this year, I was ecstatic because the McFarland. It was always my go-to in NHL. I was always switching to McFarland. Which do yep. you like better? Are you old school or do you, or do you like the new reverse retro better? I, I like the new reverse. I do like the old colors more. I do like the silver 
a navy. Oh. Uh, I do prefer that mm-hmm. a little bit more. I'm I'm not as actually a big fan of the orange. I'm excited to see if they try something different at some point. Um, yeah. Just because, honestly, it's 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 a me thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's my skin tone. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. go great with orange. So <laughs> same. same here, man. Uh, well, the other thing so, too is. I feel like such a dunce wearing the orange ones because you look out into into the road and you just see a traffic cone and you go, oh, man, like, this is not my people. Please, come on. Mm-hmm. It, the the bright royal blues, um, I, I do prefer more. I do prefer when blue covers the jersey more. And when they came out with that silver, I was hoping the reverse retros would be this, but mm-hmm. just an away jersey of white and navy. That's what oh, I was looking for. I 100% agree. You read my mind. I wish. I saw the mock-ups with McDavid wearing the white one. He looked so stunning. He looked awesome. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Oh, I, I wish. I wish. But obviously, yeah. we still have a bit of orange. I'm not the biggest fan of the orange either. But I don't know. The way it pops on this jersey, like, it doesn't, like, I'll never wear that pylon jersey. I'll never will. But the way it pops on this, it's really grown on me. Then, like, at the first... I'll love it now. I think it might be my favorite Blues jersey ever. So. Still can't yeah. beat the 06. Still can't beat the original Seth, or original Todd McFarlane jersey, man. And hey, you you famously wore that like to the All Star game in uh, was that was that Vegas that year? Yeah, that was in Ve- that was in Vegas. That was 2021, 2022, so- 2020. And um, yeah, yeah. So that was my first uh, All game I, I i believe for some reason i feel like i've gone to another one and i wore that and you were double were up weren't you other... yeah well i, had, I was the... i have the jacket as well that has the mcfarlane um gear on it as well i found them both on white ave people are watching all right <laughs> it's on white ave there's a vintage store uh, right down the middle uh you got to go upstairs i can't remember the name forgive me everyone but uh, i found both the mcfarlane jersey and the mcfarlane jacket there uh, and i wore both to that to that all-star game oh dude that's awesome i saw the, those those old vintage oilers jackets go so hard the uh the, now they have like it's the fanatics kind of crappy material it just doesn't hit the same as like those old 90s oilers jackets that are blue they, a lot of them are bright orange as well like they Man, I I wish the Oilers rocked those ninety like copper and blue copper nineties copper and blue colors. Still, the merch would just be so much better. But yo, you know, don't sleep on the don't sleep on the PJs too, man. The ones that were just like one flat color going yeah. vertical. Don't sleep on my childhood, man. Those were sick. Yeah. I'll rep those. Oh the navy God. and copper. No one talks about the other one that was in between the new ones and the and the copper ones, which was just blue and this bronze stripe that went down and oh. there were so many bad ripoffs at walmart and I, you know everyone would have the bad ripoff one because they thought it was the real one i was like oh god it looks yeah. even worse i know i that jersey's but uh, that's the you're talking about like the it was like the late like 2010 11 kind of jersey is that it was like taylor hall it was the, yeah. yeah 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 it was yeah. The, it was the sam gagne year I know the, yeah oh yeah i actually have that jersey in my closet jersey foul i have it with chris pronger's name on the back so Oof. it's it doesn't really, even make any sense no i know huge jersey foul i but i have one so yeah it's it's one of my craziest jerseys oh, that I got. You, that's I, good I, I as well i'm a 
huge collector when you when you're talking about hockey cards it's funny i when i was in la i was i went to visit one of my buddies who lives in la uh not too yeah. long ago and i made like a two and a half mile walk from his house all the way to some random sports card store in beverly hills because i was determined to get find hockey cards at least once when i was there and i walked in and the guy's like you're from canada and just starts he said the exact same thing to me that he told you he's like we don't have any hockey here i got one little thing with like five kings cards you can take a look if you want but no and it was quite disappointing after such a long walk but yeah no i know i know how it is out there and and all that stuff but yeah i mean it, it's just it's just been awesome having you having you come on here and tell these stories and talk about the oilers we really Yo, appreciate we, it. Oh, no you guys thank are you both. both i mean the time's gonna fly and like i mean i don't like i, I could i'm just gonna keep going i i don't I, I could stay here all night live with oh, everyone yeah. so you guys brought up cards right and you guys are yeah. both noted hockey card collectors well, I like <laughs> So let's let's do a little competition. I don't know if oh, you guys no. have any on hand, but let's. Dang it! What's do you not around? Have any on hand? So okay, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Well, so I don't have any on hand because I'm actually visiting my wife's family in Australia. So I didn't travel oh. with my collection. <laughs> As, um, what, Jordan? How you could know you? what? You got to you got to lug that around in the carry-on. I should have put it together considering you're talking about the glare and the how is it sunny outside? I don't know what I didn't even I didn't even think of that. Yeah, good. It's always sunny in LA, brother. It's always <laughs> it's sunny. A, no, oh I'm my just gosh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, geez. But yeah, what what do you what do you, what, what okay, what's, so, what's your favorite card? Well, here. Oh. Let's Jordan tell the rule. Favorite card? Or or mm. what what do you want to share? What what, what yes. one, one card? I one of my favorite cards. Okay, so I always bring this one up is a so that I'm looking for the young gun, but it's not that. What what what, what, what okay here either either way, either way. So it's a player who I really wish would have panned out because he was massive. Big Russian man. He's a centerman. Mr. Bag Bogdan Yakimov. Oh is <laughs> his rookie card signed oh wow. and just oh and it's so i'm i'm a big fan of finding all all, all of those guys all of those mm -hmm. rookies so that card is one that i actually really i really really love him yeah. sleppy shev and and oh. and omark like oh my god yo linus omark yeah i'm let's go dude Slep I'm they, shocked Slepyshev never canned out, but yeah, no. What, what were you gonna say, sir? No, yeah, no. That it was just it's uh, it's about all those guys who 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 could have been something, and it's they're just a great a, a, you know a, a fun reminder. Now I'm sure that I'll enjoy some other some of these guys like McLeod and Skinner, all these guys oh. in the future, which I've I've lucky enough was able to grab those young guns mm -hmm. before Skinner popped off. Um, but um, it's just nostalgia attached to those guys. Oh man, I opened a box and I got a Stuart Skinner Young Guns. I didn't even think too much of it. And then after I realized, and I was like, no way, I have one already. I don't even need to buy one. It's sick. So yeah, no, that's awesome. You gotta be the only person in the world with a Bogdan Yakimov autographed Young Guns. I, I truly believe that. But yeah. <laughs> Dude, how uh, far we've come, right? Like how, how far we've come from like having to look at these guys who are like 18 years old and go, that's the hope. That's oh, the man. next generation. Like, you, you, we had to think about like fucking like Magnus Pi RV and fucking uh, like 
Anton Lander, like sh- people who I just loved yeah. Anton Lander. Oh, I was just going to say can't slander Anton Lander. When I was like 12 years old, I stood outside Rexall place with a fake Justin Schultz jersey or 13 years old. And I and as the guys like drove out after morning skate, they like stopped to sign autographs. And I don't know what came over me. The only guy I actually talked to was Anton Lander. And he, I just go, Anton, please score a goal for me tonight. And then he goes, I will, buddy. And and he scored like one of his five goals that night. It was a game against Toronto. Yeah, you guys can look I was it gonna up. say, I'm like, what were the odds on that one? Like the fact that he only scored like a handful. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what were the odds that he would actually do it for you? He was awesome. I loved him. I, he's another guy I can't believe didn't turn out. I can hear. I can before we like call raps on this. I can show you the. I have one sitting above me on the thing. I used to have an Austin Matthews one up there, but Dennis called me out when he asked me about the last one. This is yeah, uh, my like, favorite one. I enjoy. It's kind of a young guns. It's acetate young guns and oh, it's of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and, but it's like clear. And it's, it is my favorite. Uh, Ryan Jobs was my favorite player growing up and obviously still one of my favorite players, but he's the guy I've always wanted cards open. That's my favorite card that I got. So yeah, dude, I mean, that, you're wearing the right shirt for today, man. We kept uh, forever, dude. Mm-hmm. Sure yeah. Did. But anyways, like, uh, I wanted to wrap up a little bit here, but like, Hey, sure. Jordan, like Heritage Classic, it's coming up. So Edmonton, excited. Calgary, you coming in? You coming into town? Oh yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I haven't looked at the details of 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 like uh, how to get the tickets and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I'm so there. Like oh. so, I'm actually now. I've actually moved from Los Angeles since we wrapped up Gronish. I moved. I'm sorry, everyone, but I'm living in Vancouver. But I'll never cheer for the oh. Canucks just to get that out before anyone says anything. Oh. I'm living there because there's good acting there as well. So mm-hmm. I'm so much closer to home. That flight home for the Winter Classic is going to be. I couldn't get uh, there faster. Oh well. hell yeah, dude! Dude, I'm yeah. I'm so glad as well. Like you, you and I grew up in this generation where like the Sedins just tortured the Oilers, right? So this is deep seated hatred against the Canucks, where it's just like, oh my god, these. These guys just bullied poor Nuge when he was like 18 years old, 19 years old, first into the league. And he just has these two big Swedish dudes fucking on him all night in the face-off dot. Winter Classic, we're going to get a new jersey. Yes. Yes. They are. So, I mean, look, we've had that win the OG Winter Classic, the first Winter Classic ever. The, those jerseys were, I don't even know what, I, can't, I think they were just the, the, the 80s jerseys. This one, now they make a new jersey every single year for it. Like, mm. you guys, what if, what if they go early 2000s on those Winter Classics? Because it's about that time. Because all those guys, all those guys who watched it, they're pushing their 30s now. You know, those are going to sell. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would buy. I couldn't buy that fast enough. And like, man, the Oilers have already like. I've spent way too much on jerseys this year. I bought a, I bought a reverse retro, and I bought a Royal Blue Zach Hyman. I need to chill out. And of course, they're getting a new jersey. Of course, I, I'm such a sucker, though. I know, I know, I'm gonna, I know, I'm gonna get it. But yeah, yeah, man, I'm super we excited. It. We got oh. it, especially if they bring that like 20th anniversary Heritage Classic. Yeah, we. It's an instant cop. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad though. Like, hey, Jordan. So you mentioned you're in Vancouver. Any any upcoming projects you could talk about yet, or everything everything's on the mum. 
<laughs> you know, and honestly, I am I'm auditioning right now. Uh, since I'm off Gronish, I finished up Margot. I'm actually in between jobs and just keeping it nice and transparent. I'm part of the part of the crew of actors trying to trying to get that next gig. And once that once casting finds that perfect fit for me, then we'll uh, we'll share everything out there. Hey, oh, it's cool. not going to be hard, man. You're going to get this. You're going to kill the next job. Looking forward to it. Yo, Jordan, where where can we uh, have our fans uh, find out more about you? You know, you, you plug your socials, your Twitter, your Instagram. Sure, why not? Well, it is Jordan Boohat on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, any one of those. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm mo most regular on TikTok nowadays. Uh, but if you want the personal life and more of the Edmonton Oilers stuff, that's also on Instagram. So, right on, awesome, right on. Man. And thank you so much for keeping your shirt off during this interview, because if you if you brought out the guns, like Zach and I are just going to be in the corner where we we just cry out in the corner for a little Zach, you know? Well, I don't know what kind of podcast this would have been if my shirt was <laughs> off. Uh, so <laughs> I'm pretty, uh, you know, having a shirt is pretty standard, but I'll let the rest of your guests know to appear with their shirts off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'll just we'll just have Zach and I on the very far corners and just have the full screen for all the guests. Absolutely. Yeah, and we got Shaden in the chat. Jordan was a great guest. Bring him back. Yeah, everyone, everyone, we had over, I think, at 60 people watching concurrently at one point tonight. So, yeah, you, you were awesome. Everyone loved you. Um, we would love to have you back on the show. It'd be awesome. You give me the call. I'll be here every single time if you want me. So, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Rock awesome. on, Jordan. It's not the last time we'll see you here on the show. Thank you so much for watching, Oilers fans. That does it for our show tonight let's uh let's wrap up hopefully uh, next game will be a little bit better it's monday january 7th or sorry january 9th against uh the la kings very important avery is hosting this one it's a big game interdivisional yeah. let's hope it's a little bit better of an outcome than tonight yeah so i think it will be it's divisional it's divisional we we gotta win these games because every, every point matters and four points is nothing to scoff at that's it for us tonight. Colorado beats Edmonton 3-2 in overtime. Thank you so much for being on the show. Bye-bye. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.